What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Rob Morris. You listen to the Rims and Nets podcast, episode 25. We're recording this on a Saturday, November 9th. We got a fully loaded show today. A lot to talk about in the basketball world. You got your Celtics. We'll start off with that. See how they've done this week as they're having a, a very hot start to the season, 6-1. and one. Much better start compared to last year. We'll talk about what's what, what everything, all the, all the good things with that. Um, how well, um, you know, Gordon Hayward's playing, and and we're we're previewing to the the San Antonio game that will be on. Uh, should be on at five o'clock Eastern time. So, that's gonna be a tough test for the Celtics. Probably. The toughest test since they played the Milwaukee Bucks. This will be on the road. So it's probably the toughest game they had on the road. So we'll start out with that. Um, Later on in the show, we'll get into into college basketball because that that started up this week. Um, We're going to go over the predictions I had last week and we'll compare it to what actually happened, what the results were. Um, Northeastern playing well, UMass playing well, UConn playing well. Providence looked impressive against their 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 first game. Vermont was the probably the surprising one to me. They struggled in their first game against St. Bonaventure. So we'll get into all the results of that later on in the show. But for right now we'll get into the Celtics. Um, um they're six and one best record in the NBA behind the Lakers. Lakers are seven and one. So um, it's day and night from what the chemistry was last year at this point to now. It's like day and night. Is everyone likes each other? I mean, you're seeing all the the field trips they're having. Marcus Smart had a little field trip. You know, you know, took took the team to a to a to see a, a see a, um, a movie at a theater close by in the Boston area. They were able to rent out a theater and able to build chemistry. Then they went out for an escape room. So the chemistry is really good right now. They're 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 definitely doing uh smart and other guys on the team are trying to do their part to have a togetherness outside of the outside of the court and off the court. And so far it's been working on the court. They're six and one playing well it hasn't been the toughest schedule in the world but they've definitely performed well to teams that they should be and they've definitely been able to excuse me they've been able to put a hammer down on teams that they've been able to been able to put a hammer down on teams like Cavs in the in in the Knicks able to blow them out on the road so that's a good sign i mean especially when you're on the road blowing those teams out that shows you that you're just a you're much, much better than those teams talent-wise, and your and your mix is right too. I feel like I ex- probably explained this in the last episode that the mix is much better with this team compared to last year's team because last year you had more mouths to feed. Um, you you take out Rozier, you take out Morris, you take out obviously Kyrie. This team is much better balanced with between guys that really don't need their shot and then guys that do need their shot, which is 
you know, obviously the starters, the the three wings, and then Kemba, and and they're doing all this without you know guys like Ennis Canner, Jalen Brown missed a few games, um, Tice missed a few games, and they've been able to do this without with, with injuries here and there, and able to still blow team blow out teams with you know without Ennis Canner and without Jalen Brown, they were able to blow out the Cavs. So that's that's very very encouraging to see all that you know coming into obviously this big game against San Antonio um they've they've looked good this week you know probably the biggest you know probably highlight of the week is them going to Charlotte we'll get into that but I mean on Tuesday they took care of business against the Cavs um Jalen Brown didn't play because of the illness but Gordon Hayward has been the big story right now he's had a huge huge week he had 39 points against the Cavs. He was 16 from 16 from two-point range. Um, we still got to get that three-point shot going. You know, not shooting that three-point that well this year, but everything else he's been he's been outstanding at just finding himself, you know, in that in-between mid-range, you know, uh, 12-foot to 18-foot area where he gets gets comfortable making those, you know, those shots at the three-point line, I mean, excuse me, at the free-throw line, like he'll kind of stop from mid-range, hit that mid-range free-throw line jump shot, or either he'll he'll drive deep into the lane. I'm starting to understand his whole, like, game now. I've watched a lot of film on him with Utah. Now, truly seeing what he is now, this year, this is exactly what he was in Utah. All the moves that you've seen from him, You've seen glimpses of that last year, but you didn't see the full package like you're seeing right now. I mean, the guy is able to drive deep into the lane, and and he has like a, a fadeaway shot that he'll stop. You know, either he'll either get a layup if it's not there, he could, has the ability to stop on it, stop on a dime, and do a little little turnaround from six to eight feet out. And it's been a it's been a bread and butter shot for him in Utah, and now he's bringing that to the Celtics, that shot that he has from 16, 18 foot out, and then also he has ability to drive, and he's able to show the, he's able to really handle contact well, or able to finish through contact well, like some, you know guys could be draping off of him, he, he might, you know, kind of like take the hit, take the contact, and still be able to finish. Got he's had a lot of and ones this year so far, just able to take contact and just finish, just showing a lot of strength and and you could tell like if you look at him, his body's really cut this year, so he's definitely in a much better shape than he was last year. I remember last year, the beginning of last year, he was really pudgy, and you could tell he was you know right now it looks like he's listed at two ten, but he might be maybe two fifteen. He's probably in the ten. 210, 215 range, but last year he was definitely pushing 225, 230. At Utah, he was like 220. So if he can get back to being a little bit more muscular, being, and then obviously you could tell how toned he is. So the toneness is back. He's in much better shape. And it shows, what, you know, his game has been really, um, like he really shows his, you know, his basketball IQ well. How he's able to, you know, be a good basket cutter. And, you know, he's very dangerous off the ball. 
And he showed that a ton in the Charlotte game. But to get back to the Cleveland game, um, obviously Hayward played well. But Tatum played, you know, well as well. Made He's definitely uh, doing a good job of, you know, when he's one-on-one with guys, he's able to attack and use his length to finish inside. He's definitely doing that much better than he did last year. He's definitely been much more efficient from three. He's getting back to what he was in his rookie year where he was taking more threes and making more threes. He's very efficient from the three-point line this year. So, like I said, Tatum was pleased playing well, and then obviously Kimba's just being Kimba. You know, ever since the the first two games where he shot the ball poorly, he's been he's been outstanding, getting to the line, you know, effortlessly, and he's doing all the little things too, getting rebounds. He had like six rebounds the other night against the Knicks. Um, I wouldn't say he's really been like a, a guy that can be a assist maker, but he can find guys here and there. But he's known for scoring, and he's he's deadly in the in the pick and roll. Very dangerous player in the pick and roll. He could stop and pop from three. And he's doing that much better now ever since he struggled in those first two games. And he's definitely getting a lot more comfortable. And it's definitely showing with the team itself just really getting comfortable with each other, fitting, you know, their roles are much more defined this year than, than they were last year. I remember I had to, like, keep uh, preaching on Brad, Brad Stevens, to like try to define the roles because it was tough to define the roles because there were so many guys that, you know, that could be starters. It was like the, their whole rotation could, were guys that could have been starters on any other team. And they had to, like, do a better job of defining roles. This year, he, Brad, doesn't, Brad doesn't really have to do much of that because you got guys, you know, you got those – Top four guys, you got Jalen, Jason, you know, Hayward, and, and, and Kimball Walker. They all are pretty much, they all know that they're the top players on the team, and they all know they have to take the brunt of the brunt of the load for this team to be successful. Compared to last year, we had multiple guys that had to touch the ball or felt like they were entitled to touch the ball, and you don't need that now with this team because you have, you know, Outside of those four guys, you got, you know, you got Tice, you got Smart, you got um, Robert Williams, you got Grant Williams. You know, don't those guys? They don't need to have the ball in their hands, so it's much easier to just kind of just say, you know what, Kimba, um, Jason, Jalen, and 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 Hayward. All you got, you guys pretty much shoulder the offense, and then all the other guys can fit get in where they fit in. And play, you know, play hard nose defense, and that's what it's been. And those four guys that I named, you know, the role players on the team, they've been playing great defense. Smart's been playing outstanding defense all year long. Robert Williams, you know, once he can get um, his rotations down and he can be in better position for certain things, he's. He, I mean, you obviously, obviously know what type of shot blocker he is. Once he gets that down pack, he's going to be a really good defender for this team. And you got Grant Williams always been the one guy that probably what Robert isn't Grant is more of a positional defender he's always in position to get charges and stuff so that helps the team out a lot and he doesn't need to have the ball in his hands to be a, a, a factor out there his plus minuses has been outstanding this year he's been he's been great at getting plus minuses just and his impact is just prevalent 
And then you have uh, Tice, which has definitely stepped in and be a starter um, without Cantor. And he's fit in really well. You know, he's got, he kind of does a little bit of everything, can rebound, can shoot, can um, he could slash to the rim. He's shown that he can get to the rim and slash to the rim. He hasn't been able to convert those, you know, attempts, but he shows that he can do a lot of different things on the offensive and on the defensive end. He's one of the top players in, in the NBA right now in shot blocks. I mean, it seems like he tends to contest almost every shot inside. I don't know what that where that aggressiveness was. You know, those first two games, he kind of didn't show that, but you know, it seems like he's getting more and more confidence every game. And he's definitely showing that he wants to contest every shot. And obviously him and Gordon Haywood have a lot of chemistry together in the pick and roll and smart as well. So that too. And then you got the good passing ability of Gordon Haywood, Marcus Smart. This team can can hurt you in a lot of different ways on both ends of the floor. And they're getting steals. They're 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 getting themselves in the passing. Tatum and Brown are really good at, at getting steals and Kimba's the same thing, very good at getting steals. Smart, same thing, good at getting steals. So they defensively they're really good and offensively they're really good in, in a lot of different areas. So obviously the big moment of the week was Kimba Walker returning to Charlotte on Thursday. It was a TNT game. Um, Jalen Brown was able to return in that game after missing a good, you know, good nine, ten days with that uh, illness that he had, which is supposedly, I guess he had the flu or whatever, and it, it turned into an infection, and he had to drain, um, he had to drain fluids out of his body in order to get better, but it, he ended up coming back on Thursday, and like I said, it. I mean, like I was saying, it's just the death of this team, particularly with that starting unit, really helped Kimba to kind of ease into himself into that game because he was going, playing through with a lot of, a lot of nerves and just really just dealing with that whole moment of him coming coming back home to his former team, really was tough on him to really get himself going early on and and. Like I mentioned, Hayward continues to show himself early in these games, really doing an uh, excellent job of just reading the defense, you know, basket cutting. I mean, his, his IQ is through the roof. And even though his athleticism may not be all the way there like it was in Utah, I think his IQ and his skill set has been the reason why he's been so, you know, so dangerous at scoring and Great opportunities for himself on the offensive end. He seemed like he understands the system well. He understands where he needs to be, and um, he's doing an unbelievable job right now this week of just really uh, being dominant out there. Depending on how he does against San Antonio, he might be, you know, he might be getting Player of the Week nominations. Let's see how he does against San Antonio tonight. But I mean, that early in that game, he just was dominant. It just just being active out there, um, getting out in transition. He's rebounding the ball extremely well. He's getting close to eight to nine rebounds a game. Um, he just flirts with a triple-double every game because of his versatility, able to pass the ball well, one of the best passers on the team. Him and Smart are the best passers. So it's just it's, it's, it's night and day what Hayward is compared to what he was last year. His role is much more bigger, and he's definitely 
able to do all the things that he kind of could do that he was able to do in Utah. And just his instincts are just, and his IQ has been, really been the biggest thing right now, even if his athleticism isn't, his vertical athleticism isn't there yet. So early on the game, Hayward was able to do well. I thought Tatum fit in, you know, chipped in and made some threes. During the game, Jalen Brown had 12 points, was dominant at slashing to the rim, dangerous in transition. And this team... It's got a lot of weapons, man. They got a lot of weapons. Yeah, so they were able to they were able to blow out Charlotte easily in that game, even without a big game from Kimba Walker. So that just shows you all the weapons they can, they they have to their disposal. So as far as I know, it's, that's it's a lot to um it's a lot that they got to do because these next two games are going to be tough. Um, They got San Antonio tonight and then they have Dallas on Monday. So this will be a test. You know, it's a tough turnaround going from San Antonio to Dallas. Um, But we'll see how they do in these next two games. And, And that's for that. But anyways, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to continue previewing tonight's game against the Spurs. And plus, we'll get into college basketball and take out all the results for that. Um, You're listening to the Rims and Nets podcast. This is your host, Rob Morris. We'll be right back.